Hi everyone, it's me, Idris. So, you know, when you hear my voice, you know that there's some new Patriots and maybe a returning Patriot or two. So let's jump right in. Up first, we have Michelle Upshaw. Michelle, you joined us. You're now a Patriot. How do you feel? I bet you feel amazing because I feel amazing knowing that you're here. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you for being a Patriot. We love you so very much. Up next, we have a returning Patriot in Elliot Harris. Elliot, you stepped away from us, but you came back. And it's all matters to us because you're once again a patriot. You're right where you need to be. Thank you for your patronage. So, guys, I want to tell you all, if you're out there and you're thinking about Patreon, just go ahead and do it. Join up. Be a part of Patreon and join this illustrious group of great people supporting this show. Thank you for your patronage. Thank you for listening. And thank you for being you. Idris out. Medium popcorn, we are two diggers, spoiling movies. Yeah, Brandon Collins, that's me, and Justin Brown for your moving needs. Medium popcorn. You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pissed, it's all your fault. And I'm telling you, medium popcorn fans, this is the best damn podcast out in the land. And if anyone says otherwise, we're going to slap them with the fury of seven popcorns. I'm Eddie Collins, the wind rocking roll rocker. That's right, brother. This is Justin Brown. And let me tell you something. Medium popcorn is coming at you like a tornado, a tornado of eyes, teeth, and fingernails. And we're ready to bite you, ready to bite you on your toes and your buttocks. Oh, yeah. That's right. And if you try to talk shit about me and mines, well, we probably going to get taken out by the good Lord, just like the Van Eric family. But it's all good. <laughs> That's right. We'll bite your ass, my friend. We will bite your ass and bite it good. <laughs> all right, well. That's just pure madness, what you just heard for the past uh, 50 seconds, ladies and gentlemen. But I am Eddie Collins. Guys, and this is Justin Brown. And we are meeting pocket niggas spoiling movies. And we're not... We're going to spoil the movie, but we're not really spoiling the story of the Von Erics, who I knew nothing about. I had heard that this is a famous wrestling family. I heard mm-hmm. The Rock referenced them a little bit on his Joe Rogan interview. I don't really yeah. listen to Joe Rogan anymore like that, but that was a good interview. Anyways, um, was it? Were you, was it? I thought it was decent. I just, you never I, really hear The I, Rock swear. You know what I mean? It's like very rare for The Rock to just be not like the, the family friendly rock. Yeah, you know what true. I mean? I, I, I see what you're saying, but I do think that uh, Rock talked about a bunch of things that he really didn't know anything about. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah. And, and he was like, he was he was he was just like kind of saying things He's like, hey, Joe, save me. And Joe was just like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm Joe Rogan. <laughs> I just say things, too. Oh, so yeah. it, it seemed like a lot of the podcast was going nowhere. But like, we're not here to talk about Joe Rogan's no, no. podcast. We're here to talk about films and this film in particularly The Iron Claw. That's right. A24 film starring Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, who just recently won an Emmy for The Bear, Harris uh, Dickinson, who I recognize from The the Triangle of Sadness. I was like, this mm-hmm. guy looks familiar. Uh, by the way, one of my favorite movies of last year. Um, Mara uh, Turney from ER, who I hadn't seen in a long time, um, directed and written by Sean Durkin, who did uh, The Nest which, from 2020, which is a really interesting movie with Jude Law. I did a review on our website about it. I actually really liked that movie. And then Martha Marcy May Marlene, which came out in 2011, and actually put Elizabeth Olsen on the map. So mm. he's got a solid filmography. Um, and he did this movie about, you know, the the success of the Von Erich family, um, which apparently is like the white Jackson 5, <laughs> but for wrestling, kind of. Uh, no, it's, it's worse than that. I mean, You think the dad was worse than Joe? Well, no, I mean, all of the no. the Jacksons didn't take themselves out the way the Von Erics did. Yeah, I mean, it's but the difference is is that uh, all of these guys went into something which is very detrimental to the body, especially at that time. 
Yeah, it's so interesting. Like we were just talking about podcasting. Um, I've been listening to a lot of Howard Stern because I got this trial on Sirius XM. He really is one of the best interviewers ever, and he was interviewing yeah. Channing Tatum. And Channing Tatum was talking about doing um, that one movie where he was a wrestler with Steve Carell. I'm blanking mm-hmm. on the name. Uh, Foxcatcher. Fox yeah, Foxcatcher. Yeah. And he taught – Channing Tatum was like, wrestling was like – that was the hardest thing I've ever done to my body. Like, I'm never, ever doing that again. He's like, I for six months, my whole – everything was fucked up. Yeah, I well, like, I mean, Damn. because with wrestling, you're cutting weight. You're, I mean, it, it's a lot and a lot of training, but – A lot of this, protein, right? No, it, this is a uh, this is very different because professional wrestling and amateur wrestling, which, which so, am, so it's weird because amateur wrestling, yeah. which is the wrestling that you see in like high schools, colleges, Olympics, that's amateur wrestling. So Roman is, uh, wrestling professional wrestling yeah. is WWE. Yeah, but what's like uh, the stuff that like Mickey Rourke's character was doing in the in the wrestler? Professional is that wrestling. that's professional still? Yes, yeah, because they're getting wrestling. paid. So no matter yes. what, like okay, got it. Yes, or performance wrestling, as as UVA uh, put it, because it is you know more. It is more of like it's like a drama. You got know it. what I'm saying? It's like a telenovela, you know, but with you know super mus super muscly guys beating the shit out of each other. Yeah, but my whole thing with wrestlers is like, you know, they wear these, you know, little booty shorts with the, the gold and the red to try to distract it, the fact that they're not packing nothing. It's very interesting. I'm just that's, saying. That's what you get from wrestling, Brandon? I'm just saying. It's, it's, it's weird. You're just like, but where's the dicks, though? <laughs> <laughs> He's just like, I know these guys, have, they have these... Uh, you know, these storylines going on, but I mean, where them dicks be put? <laughs> I was just like, why the dicks so small? Um, I mean, well, I mean, they're big fucking guys. Well, it's yeah, part- that's the thing is about the Von Erics. They're huge. Like, Zach Afron and them tried in regards to getting bulky, but like, these niggas are just tall, too. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're, they're, like, Kevin Von Erich is huge. Uh, bro, uh, it, it's funny because I was just talking to a guy today, and we were, he was, uh, he worked, um, uh, like security backstage for a WWE uh, okay. event that was happening uh, out here. And um, he was just like, yeah, like this guy is like six, five, you know, I, I'm sorry, like six, three, like 310 pounds. So Almost obviously tall as Jamie Lee Curtis. <laughs> <laughs> so six, three, 310 pounds. Right. Jesus. And he turned around, somebody called his name and he turned around and I guess, you know, did see the person and he walks right into this guy, the big show. Now, if you know anything about the big show, he's like, I think like seven, seven, one or seven, between seven, one and yeah. seven, three, but he's 500 pounds, right? Jesus Christ. He's that big. Huh? The big uh, show is, well, is not Andre the Giant's son. No, <laughs> no, he's not. <laughs> but uh, so um, he runs into the big show and like, it's like he felt like a little kid, like running into his dad. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? He's like, cause he hit him in the nipples. And he's just like, oh, I'm so sorry. And then he's like, he put his hand on his shoulder. He's like, hey, no, uh, no, no problem, big guy. And he's just like, his, he's like, his, his hand was so big, it felt like his hand went from his shoulder to his asshole. Like that's how big this fucking dude was. And it's just like you don't really, from the TV, you see how massive these guys are. Yeah. But when you go to one in in real life, you see that like these are a different kind of human being. Oh, yeah. I imagine if I ever met The Rock in person, I'd be flabbergasted by how big he is. I remember I saw the guy who plays Lawrence on Insecure in person last year, Jay Ellis. And mm. I was like, that nigga's way taller than you think he is. I was like, he old adult or open for me? I'm like, <laughs> I was like, thank you, black man. So, um, uh, a wrestler that actually recently just passed, uh, Bray Wyatt. I was in L.A. They apparently, uh, yeah, R.I.P. Uh, he was at, they were at the Staples Center. I didn't know they were there, okay. but I know the guy because of his character, even though I don't really watch like that anymore. Um, I stepped into the elevator and he was on the elevator and it was like a fucking shadow was like, like, like somebody had cast a shadow across <laughs> the back of the thing. Massive. Like well, that's what I'm saying. Like massive. big dudes that are that big. Like you said, the big show is seven foot and like 500 something pounds. Yeah. How does he even get on that? Like, you can't get that nigga on a Spirit Airline. He'll fucking topple the plane. Yeah. That's terrifying. If I saw a dude that big on my plane, I'd be like, we are, it's going to be imbalanced. Well, imagine that motherfucker. Uh, um, well, um, you probably got to take trains who, everywhere. There are people who are bigger than him. That's crazy. 
No, no, bigger than him. They may not be as tall, but they weigh more than him. Oh, yeah. You know what I'm saying? Imagine that weight not being uh, distributed. You know what I'm saying? And then also the fact is, like, that's he's an athlete, so he's strong, and for his size, he's fast and fucking at, like, yeah, that's that's scary, bro. That's a bear. That's a fucking bear that you're dealing with. Mm -hmm. And that's a small bear. (laughs) Yeah, that's that's a little grizzly, baby. Yeah, that's a baby grizzly. Okay. Um, so let's get back to the movie, the iron claw, which stars, yeah, yeah. uh, Zach Efron, um, as Kevin Von Eric. And, um, I didn't know anything. Like I said, I didn't know anything about this wrestling family. Um, apparently the father, uh, Jack Fritz Von Eric, who was the WCCW owner, um, his character was, a, a Nazi heel. His wrestling character was Nazi inspired, right? Oh, I, 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 I didn't catch that. Yeah. Yeah. You <laughs> confirmed it. Yeah. That. Yeah. yeah um, they probably- yeah, apparently, like that was a whole thing, so, which is really right. interesting. Let, let me just uh, jump uh, jump uh, on that. So, in the the especially the you know seventies and things like that, or it, the early wrestling days compared to where we're at now, those characters were wild, mm. and a lot of them they they pulled off of um, things that were actually going on in the world. So, like you know, when we're in the Cold War, you had the Iron Sheik. Um, famous wrestler, yeah. but he was, you know, you know, playing, you know, I think he was a, a Iranian, he's an Iranian wrestler. So it was like, you know, he's playing like the terrorist uh, uh, type of dude. It, you know, then you had uh, Sergeant Slaughter, who's American. So they fought all the time. So they played off of what was going on in society, you know, to kind of, you know, draw emotion, you know, with their storyline so people would follow along. Yeah. And it was kind of relevant. Got it. So, but like a lot, like you know, there's a, a, a there's a character called the Godfather. You hey, did you ever watch wrestling at all? Not like that, man. I knew okay. Hulk Hogan, um, Steve Stone so let, Cold, Steve Austin. Hold on, hold on. Uh, Brandon, Paul there Shore. Called, there was a nigga called the Godfather. Okay, right. The Godfather was played by this big nigga. <laughs> was he actually Ooh, a black the, dude, or was he? Yes. Okay. No, he was a black dude. He was a pimp. And every show he'd come in the, the whole train and he'd come out with whatever, whatever. Uh, yeah, this WWF uh, with every, what they, they just find a bunch of, you know, pretty women in the city, probably models and things like that. And he just come out with a gaggle of women that were just like scandally clad women would, would walk him to the ring for his match. And then they get in the ring and dance and shit like that. It was wild. But what would happen when he lose? They just be like, "Come on, daddy." <laughs> like they have a lot of a lot of times a, a lot of times the hoes would play a factor in the matches because these wrestlers be wrestling him and all of a sudden they you know, he they catch the eye of one of the hoes and the hoes would kind of like surround him and shit like he's just like, "Well, hey baby." And then the Godfather would catch the get the jump on him or the, at the end of the match Godfather would be like, "You know what? I may have beat you." Or like you somebody comes and helps the Godfather for whatever reason. He's just like, why don't you come and get one of these hoes? And then like the hoes would be go over to the other guy and then they will all walk out together. It was a, it was way, it was wild. <laughs> it was wild shit, right. but it was entertaining at the same time. <laughs> I mean, a lot of the professional wrestling is about the sh- performance, right? It's about the yeah. show. About That's the why show. like when Kevin was like stuttering, when he had the shot, quote unquote, mm-hmm. you know, it was heartbreaking because it's like, he's got the determination, but it's not just about, how long you're willing to stay in the ring and train. It's also about being able to do the hype. And they showed the brother that was able to do that, but wasn't maybe as technically skilled. But they're saying that Kerry was essentially the whole package, right? The Jeremy Allen White character. Like, he was the he was the, the whole thing that the dad really wanted. Yeah. In regards to repping the family and shit. Well, especially back in those days, the um, the, the the bigger you are, the further you were going to go. Got it. Because like Vince McMahon, well, this is this is so it's weird because there's a lot of things to kind of unpack here because like NWA, uh, WCCW, they were different territories around the country. And then when Vince came Wait, along, Wait, niggas with attitude were part of this? No, 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 no. You no, said no, NWA. NWA is a wrestling. Oh, was a wrestling. Um, so like National Wrestling Association or something. Yeah. So like they, they were like they're all their own WWEs, but they were around. They were regional. Got it. And then when Vince came along, he got national television coverage, and he basically just started absorbing all the best wrestlers from all these different uh, regions. 
So like that's kind of how it changed. Vince McMahon is worth two point six billion dollars. Yeah, that's crazy. and and you, you know he was worth a lot more than that at one point. Wow, because he because he started the WWE Network to get the streaming thing before everybody else started, and it tanked. But then obviously it started to rise after a while. Mm. I wish I bought some of their fucking stock because everybody thought it was gonna go under, but yeah. you know, went up. Damn. But they just sold to fucking uh, WME. Yeah, yeah, I saw that. Yeah, they pair with the UFC now. Um, right, sorry. Yeah, but um. Yeah, I mean, this family, man, they went through a lot. And Yuvia's research, she pulled up the whole breakdown. So I'll, I'll, uh, I'll, I'll try to read this as succinctly as possible. Okay. So the patriarch of the family, uh, the Von Erich family, Fritz, died of cancer in his uh, Denton uh, County home in 1997 at the age of 68. Five of his six sons had predeceased him. His firstborn, Jack Jr., was accidentally shot and drowned in a puddle at the age of six in 1959 outside of Niagara Falls. he was shot and drowned? Shocked. Shocked and drowned. So that means something probably electric, maybe like Mm -hmm. a... um, At the age of six in 1959. Now, they hint that they had a a brother that died when he was younger. Like, that was going to be the oldest, right? Yeah. Um, Then in 1984, David Von Erich died in a Tokyo hotel from... Enteritis at the age of 25. Now, now there's a whole conspiracy about this, right? That he was murdered. Yeah. Yeah, You say yes. That there's like a, because essentially they hint that he's sick because at the, at Zach Efron's character's wedding, he's throwing up this, uh, um, David's throwing up blood in the bathroom and he's like, you know, dad's pushing you too hard. It's like, no, I'm fine. I'm fine. Goes to Tokyo, dies. Um, Obviously, Jesus Christ. He dies at age of 25. Mike, Chris, and Carrie all committed suicide. Mike yeah. took an overdose of uh, drugs near Louisville Lake in 1987 and died at he the got, age. Uh, yeah, that's the one that had the operation. The operation. Oh, the younger one. Yes, yeah, yes. That, yeah. that, had, that didn't want to go into wrestling. Yeah, who got yeah. fucked up. Who got fucked up, yeah. had an operation. Uh, and he got shock syndrome. I, I forgot what, uh, exactly what it's yeah. called. Uh, and the toxic shock. Uh, uh, in, he was in a toxic shock induced coma, and then like he got fucked up from the coma that he was in, yep. and then he basically killed himself because you know obviously his body was never really the same after that. At the age of twenty three, yeah, Chris shot himself in the head with a nine millimeter handgun in nineteen ninety one at the age of twenty one, and Kerry shot himself in the chest in the family yard in nineteen ninety three at the age of thirty three. Kevin Von Erich is the last surviving son. These deaths yep. are the primary basis for a widespread myth about a family curse. To be fair, Zach Efron tells this girl right up front, their first date, he's like, we have a family curse. She's like, what? He's like, oh, you don't know about my curse? Let me break it down for you. Like, he yeah. tells her immediately, before we yep. even fuck, I won't let you know my family mm-hmm. is cursed. After the second brother's dead and they're at the wedding and she looks over at his stoic face because he's so fucking numb to watching his family fall apart, she looks at him teary-eyed and it's like, yeah, he told you. He told you his life is just going to be full of nothing but pain. And that's what made his character, that's what made Zach Everett's performance so heartbreaking. And I wish it wasn't such a tough year for in regards to acting, um, you know, category and stuff. Yeah. Because he did a really fucking good job. Yeah, he did. Like, he did real, like, between the physical dedication and just, he was charming as all hell. You really felt for him. Like you, your heart broke a little bit when he started getting passed over by his dad because he couldn't perform the personality of what it means to be a wrestler. And you slowly yeah. start seeing him getting sidelined, and you're just watching his brothers fall apart. Like they they're shooting themselves. Like yeah. Well, so, all right, crazy. So the the well the young like well shit. The youngest one uh, that died, I don't know why he. They didn't bring him up in this movie. Uh, he wasn't in this. Chris, yeah. yeah, he wasn't in the film, so they made it seem like he only, there was only five of them when they were six. Yeah, I it don't was, know why. Well, in Uvia's research, uh, she found it was revealed that the reason why he was omitted was due to timing and pacing issues. However, the way that Kevin found Carrie shortly after he committed suicide was actually the exact way how Kevin found Chris after he committed suicide in real life. Carrie was actually found by his dad in the field. So Carrie and Chris, um, yeah. the way they died stayed the same. And, like, you know, obviously, according to history, but the way it was portrayed in film was Zac Efron finding Carrie's body instead of the dad. 
Okay, so all right, that's how Chris uh, Chris that's died. Crazy. Now Carrie, so uh, they have the scene where he goes off riding his motorcycle. He gets into an accident, ends up having his foot. Dude, amputated. when when Tati and I watched that, we were so, we were like, okay, so he's gonna get it because we both knew nothing, even though she had it. Uh, watched wrestling with her dad. She didn't know about this family either. So yeah. we're both watching this like, how bad, how much worse is this going to get? You see him like motorcycling after he just won a championship, right? Yeah. And then like we see him getting, you know, uh, getting to a glass of milk or something like that from the fridge. And then it's it's very quiet. It's not like any spectacle or anything like that. Mm-hmm. Just like his foot's gone. And you're just yeah. like, Jesus Christ, man. Well, and then the crazy, like, you know, he actually did wrestle with one foot and with a prosthetic foot, and he tried to hide it to the point where he would um, he would shower with, you know, uh, with the prosthetic on and th- or the boot, uh, you know, with the boot on, stuff like that. Yikes. Bro, like, it, it, and that's the thing is, like, you know, obviously, yeah, wrestling isn't real and all that, and all that shit, uh, but, like, what these guys put their bodies through is, and like you, you gotta give them uh, props for what they do. You know what I'm saying? Um, all right, so that's what that that Carrie. Uh, Did we talk about Carrie being an Olympic, uh, <laughs> an Olympic athlete who um, the 1980 Summer Olympics got uh, boycotted, so he couldn't compete, and that's why he got into wrestling because he initially was he was away from the family. We don't see Jeremy Allen White until about. I would say 30-something minutes into this movie. Yeah. Or so. But then he immediately skyrockets um, ahead of the brothers and everything. But, yeah, because man. he's a football star as well. I guess. I guess the thing with Jeremy Allen White is that when you see the real-life counterpart, it's so weird because the real Kevin, Jeremy Allen White looks more like. You mean Carrie. No, no, the real Kevin. Oh, yeah, Kevin. If yeah, you sorry. see the real Kevin Von Erich, he actually looks more like Jeremy Allen White. But physicality, yeah. you can see why they picked Jack Efron to play him, right? Yeah. But they both, uh, both Kevin and Carrie were tall as fuck, so that's just whatever. But yeah, there's um, not many actors you're gonna get to play. Yeah. Those. But I thought Jeremy Allen White was solid in the time that he had. Um, I don't think this is like I'm glad he got the bear because I don't think anyone would really noticed him from from this movie. Now, here's something I want to run by you, Justin. You know, for Wolverine, obviously we're getting Deadpool three. Uh, with Hugh Jackman, seems like one last ride as the character. Um, we might see some other iterations of Wolverine. And the long, like, dream casting has always been Taron Egerton as Wolverine, mm-hmm. right? But mm-hmm. someone recently posted, why not Jeremy Allen Wright? He's ripped. He he can be, like, really brooding and and sometimes vicious What we from what we've seen on Shameless and the Bear. You just don't, you just dye his hair. I was like, I can kind of see it actually. I I could see it. I just my question is, can he actually grow facial hair? Oh, uh, that's a good question. I I don't know. I, I and Shameless, he was always he wasn't like always clean shaven, but he never had like a a scruff or anything like that. Yeah, I, I mean, but but like Wolverine, like I, and and yes, like you used to put in the chat, like they they can use props for that. Uh, but like. I, I I think he, he he's gonna have to have a little something, you know, to kind of make him a little bit more a, a little rougher, because yeah. he does come off, you know, as as a pretty like all American boy. Wolverine was kind of a you know a, a monster, and I think that he would have to pack on some serious weight. I mean, he's ripped. He already. actually has the you know he has the height correctly. Is but Wolverine was a big guy. Wolverine was like a little fucking bear. Okay, I mean, I I, I he's ripped. He's like. You know, making all the ladies cream their pants with his new Calvin Klein ad and everything like that. And you also, remember. you have have you ever seen Shameless? Have you watched The Bear? Yeah, yeah. I didn't watch The Bear. I watched Shameless though. Okay, I mean The Bear. He's it's like um, think about the intensity of Lip, but even like less irredeemable in a way. But I'm gonna put it like this: He's uh, I would for Wolverine in actuality what they should go for. Is you remember? Did you see Warrior yeah. with Tom Hardy? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Movie? yeah. Is that Tom Hardy in that film? Like that's the mm-hmm. body style you're looking for, Wolverine. Yeah, if they're going that. more of a comic, uh, you know, comic styling and whatnot. Yeah, Which, I can see that, but I think that's that's where they're doing with Deadpool three, so they can go in a different direction maybe with the reboot. Because well, seen... no, 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 because Hugh Jackman is huge. 
Wolverine is like fucking like five fucking three. Yeah, I know, but um, I think they're going with like old school, like his outfit and everything like that. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I yeah. think they're like, yeah. all right, we gave you everything you want in regards to that iteration of Wolverine. Let now let us do some other shit, like some different right. shit. Um, but anyways, uh, yeah, man, Lily James. By the way, um, I'm. So, it was interesting seeing her in this role because I feel like she's starting to get to that leading woman status, but. Um, you know, she was fine. I just wish she had a little bit more to do. She's a cutie. Yes, but I don't know. Oh, yes. Lily Jane was doing it for me. I don't know what it is. Sometimes some people play that as like, oh, I'm a, I'm a hometown girl. I'm it's a that smile. It's like. a smile. Yeah. Yeah. Because I watched Baby Driver a few weeks ago and I was like, oh, yeah, she's Great she's got that cute smile. Great. Yeah. yeah. Um, fuck that movie. So problematic, though, because yeah. I answer <laughs> Kevin Spacey. You're like, fuck. Um, yeah, man. But this movie, I mean. Carrie, the pain that he must have been in back in the, the 80s trying to make a prosthetic footwork. Yeah. And the movements that they have to do and how frequently they have to get back up and, like, everything. I mean, Zach Efron and, the you know, uh, Kevin in his prime shape, he was getting fucked up. Like, where he almost didn't make it back to the ring in time to win the match. Yeah, but he probably had a, he probably had a concussion. Jesus Christ. Yeah, you're landing on concrete. Yeah. The dad was like, you took a long time getting up. Like, like, I was fucked up, bro. <laughs> yeah, like, well, daddy, yeah, well, daddy, my ribs were cracked in four different places. I was like a tenderizer. I mean, but, you know, well, that's the thing. Like, you have to just play with um, whatever you're given. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? So, like, something happens, you have to make it part of the match. But also, at the same time, the referee should be checking with you because they're, like, the per- they're kind of matadoring all of this stuff. Yeah, but... Uh- you need a good referee though that can play the part, right? Because you don't want it to be obvious, like, "Hey, are you really fucked up, bro?" Like, you know what I well, mean? Th- but no, but that's what they do. Mm. They, 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 they are, you know, like they'll get close to you, be like, "Hey, you all right?" And like, yeah, like when uh, what Mick Foley gets thrown through the fucking cage and falls through, and and his tooth comes through his bottom lip and shit like that. Yeah, somebody's there asking, like, "Hey, can you? Can, are you going through? We're we gonna have to rush this thing to the end and all that stuff like that." Yeah, it's like people like that. The referee, that's kind of their job. But I know on a regional circuit, it may be a little bit different. You know, they're not, you know, on television is, you know, bigger and, you know, they have to kind of keep shit a little tighter. But yeah, like it's a really fucked up industry. Jesus that's why God. a lot of those guys. So, uh, Carrie, um, Carrie, uh, was it, uh, well, David could have been a part of him. Uh, I'm surprised it didn't hit Kevin, but like a lot of uh, wrestlers get um, uh, get addicted to like opioids. So like mm. you know pain med to numb the pain and like stuff that. like that. Yeah, because they and get then, a nerve and muscle. So down. there, so famous wrestler Shawn Michaels. Uh, there was he said that like at one point he was eating like fucking twenty five fucking uh, you know. I, I can't even th- I th- think of the fucking drug, but like pain meds at a time. You know, that's like his tolerance had risen that high that he's eating that kind of shit. God so it's like damn. most likely that's what played, you know, especially being a Kevin. Kerry had one foot. Yeah, Kerry uh, Von Eric had one foot and like the, and he was and obviously he was in pain yeah. trying to make all that shit work. You know, the road circuit and all that. That it probably pain meds probably played a death in him killing himself. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah, this is like one of the great tragedies of uh, professional wrestling. They're in the whole the wrestling hall of fame almost because everybody's just like, yo, these guys. Went well, I mean, it. that's impressive. That's impressive to have what three or four of your family members in wrestling, and they're all pretty good. It's not like they all. You know, they like they all sucked and just like we're happy to be there. You know what I mean? Well, I mean, you look at look at the Rocks family. Yeah, yeah, but it's Rock. not like he has like his siblings weren't in like the WWF no. with him though, right? No, um, or they the were. Rock, his father, uh, Rocky, no, yeah, Rocky, Rocky yeah, yeah. Johnson. Yeah, yeah. Then you know Dwayne Johnson, his cousin Rikishi was in the WWF. Roman Reigns is his cousin. Okay. His grandfather uh, was in the WWF. They, like he's his whole his whole family, most of his family is uh, was in there. His daughter is now in there now. Oh shit! Okay, his, his family business. 
Well, I mean, you know, you have you already have a setup at your your home usually for that stuff. So why not? Yeah, right. And if also your kids seeing you do this day in day out, they're gonna be like, I want to do that too. Yeah, you're related for a reason. <laughs> It'd be awful. weird if the Rock was the same size as he is, and he's like a cook at TGI Fridays. It'd be fucking insane. <laughs> It'd be like, be like, bro, why are you that big? Oh, my dad was a wrestler, but you know, and I just worked out with him. But my real passion is frying chicken. <laughs> you know, it's like, what? What are we doing? <laughs> That'd be insane if one day you just you go to work at KFC, like the Rock is just in the back making fries and shit. Hey, how you doing? Oh, that's a Gary Busey. I don't know what that was. <laughs> that was weird. Hey, <laughs> Gary Busey. Hey, you want some tater tots? <laughs> Be like, Gary, they don't even serve tater tots here. I know, but I'll make some. But if you want them, I'll make them. I promise they're going to be amazing. <laughs> you sell like either Gary Buser or Mr. Ding from Doug. <laughs> and I don't like either one. I don't like it. Oh, God. Oh, my God. I don't know why so, I just thought of Gary Busey being behind the counter. Like, ah! <laughs> so the, the Iron Claw is the family's signature move, and yeah. all of them got to use it? That seems fucked up. Yeah, You're like, nigga, come up with your own shit. That's my shit. Yeah, probably so, but, I mean, if it's a, like, if it's like, a thing and they're all, like, work as a staple... Yeah. You know, like, uh, you know, team things like that. Yeah, it, it's a legacy thing. It's just like, it's you know, this finisher has been passed down from their father onto yeah. them. You know, I finished just like my father. <laughs> <laughs> On your face. That's what they were doing. They're like pushing up. Guys like, oh, no, it's in my mouth. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> oh, this podcast going to the gutter for Dude. no reason. Speaking of uh, mouth jokes, this is a real quick aside. Started watching Ted last night on Peacock. Yeah, dude, I don't know. I mean, it's Peacock, so they're getting away with a lot of shit. Yo, that that show is like comedy being dangerous again. I love it. Really? Yeah. He said there was at least three jokes about blowing a deacon or some shit. It was crazy. Yeah. <laughs> like, it's like having to suck dick. I'm blowing a deacon. Yeah. There's like a lot of like, don't make me suck dick, <laughs> like jokes and shit. <laughs> But yeah, man, like that Ted Bear is just funny. Between the Boston accent, he's a fucking teddy bear. It's just so insane. Is it um uh oh, what's this guy? The creator of Seth MacFarlane. Yeah, yeah. Seth, is it him actually voicing it? Oh yeah, yeah, for sure. Oh. They were filming at the lot when I was uh, working at Universal. Nope. We would see nope. his Tesla occasionally, but I never saw him. It was weird. Hmm. He was like that mystical presence. It was weird. Um, but yeah, man. This movie is tough to talk about because it's 132 minutes, and it's just depressing. It's not a, it's, it's, yeah, not, it's not the feel good story. movie of the year or anything like that. Yeah, it, it's definitely not a fun story. Like, and, and and the fact is, like, a lot of this stuff is based on you know real shit that went down. You know, I, I yeah, it's it, it's tough to watch. It's yeah. it, it's really tough to watch. But it was a hit, though. I mean, uh, well, compared to the, the budget, it had a budget of $15.9 million and a gross over $29 million. Yeah. Um, and this is actually, this movie had, um, I think it had a pass one of the during the strike. It was one of the independent films that got like a pass to do press. Mm-hmm. So the, the cast and then were able to like talk about the movie. And actually at the, the world premiere in Dallas, Texas, that's when they learned in real time about the SAG after strike ending. Oh, really? Yeah, yeah. Because I remember Zach Efron was getting interviewed, and they're like, oh, yeah, congrats on the strike. And he's like, what? <laughs> it's over? He's I've like, been I've been working this entire time. I mean, it sucks, right? Because think about if you're, like, an up-and-coming. Like, Zach Efron's far from up-and-coming, but let's say, like, he's legit. Like, I, I went away for about a year to prep for this movie, to film this movie. I put my heart and soul in it. It's actually been the best performance of my career. And then, like, you know, he's lucky that people were able to see it. But imagine, like, the pe- the thing that just got lost in the sauce because it got regulated to a streamer or they just you weren't able to do the press for it and stuff like that. I still feel bad for the – not saying it's going to be a award-winning performance by any means, but the kid from Blue Beetle, uh, Zolo um, – I'm blanking yeah. on his last name, but he was, like, a lead, a Latino mm-hmm. lead, like, young man, like, trying to get away from the Cobra Kai shit because that's ending soon. And, like, no one, no one talked about it. 
Yeah. It's now on HBO Max in the fucking, you got to search in the, you got to search deep for that motherfucker. And well, and then it's also the fact that people aren't even giving it a chance. They're like, ah, oh, it's DC. It's going to be trash. Well, yeah. Well, yeah. Which, you know, I actually liked it. It was fun. It was a fun little movie. Yeah. But um, yeah, it's, it's just like unfortunate for this movie because I think, I think it was tough to gain traction. I think it came out a little bit too late for awards to be the award season to take it incredibly seriously. I think mm-hmm. also, like you said earlier, is that people just don't respect wrestling. It's the same way with comedy. Like a lot of hoity-toity people, especially in Hollywood, don't take this stuff seriously. I mean, I, I've been very vocal about how I'm like not the biggest fan of wrestling. I can get why people are big into like really into it, but it's just not my cup of tea. It never was. I think yeah. mostly because I was like, it looks cold. It looks like a cold sport. You know, you're like you got. It just looks chilly. You're wearing drawers. You gotta wear these drawers. <laughs> what happens if you shit yourself? Um, and then like you just like trying to act tough and be like, I'm gonna smack you and your mama in the face, and then you're gonna get a taste in the locker room. And it's just like, but they wear these tight pants that show that they got little like fucking nothings. And it's just like you're not intimidating me, bro. Yeah, see, uh, you be put in the chat. You know, actually, I was about to say to you, I think you need to go see it live. You do actually, I? Need, actually, no, you you do. It, it's because I think um, as somebody who likes to produce shows and things like that, yeah, you'll see how much goes in. You, like, okay, like, I've literally never at, been to one, so yeah, but, that's a good. Like, that's as a producer, you're saying yeah, I should do it for research. as a producer. Um, I think that you'd appreciate. it. Uh, no, but uh, honestly, I, I can't believe I'm actually yes ending that and being serious about it. As a producer, you can sit there and you can see the inner workings mm. of that while watching it. You know what I'm saying? Got because it. all of this is live, quick cuts, and the, and they're editing on the fly. But also what those guys are doing is something out of this world. Also the production, the sets, and everything. Like, it's, it, it's top-notch. Like, I know we talk about like a lot of these films and the chore- choreography and stuff like that. Professional wrestlers may be the best, um, you know, fucking chore- uh, choreographed, um, you know, physical choreographed fighters in the world. Mm, okay. Because they're doing, they're on the road 300 days a year uh, doing this. And like they're dealing with injuries, yada, yada, yada. And they're doing it live in live action in front of people. And they're doing things that, are crazy dangerous and they have minimal um you know support for it and they're really fucking putting their body on the line and they're keeping with the storylines like they really like honestly uh, brandon i'm kind of just like maybe maybe you and i are just gonna have to go to a you know professional wrestling i'll go i'll go we got a few friends that uh would be down to go with a wrestling thing i just one i've never been invited because i think i've just been very vocal how much i'm not a wrestling fan um, but I'm down. I'm down to go. I'm always up honestly, for new experiences. I, honestly, I, I I think I think that you fucking love it because okay. it's also really fucking funny. Okay, it, you know it, it's funny. And well, it, I know it's, it's like, funny because I've I've heard a few of these insane. I mean, just like what, who was the black wrestler? It was like Hulk Hogan. I'm coming for you, nigga. <laughs> like <laughs> like immediately put his head in his hands because you knew he wasn't supposed yeah, to Booker say that. That's an old one. <laughs> oh, it's the funniest because you just see him like he's trying to still be intimidated, but he's just like, oh no, like I fucked up the bag. <laughs> Did he give? He got in trouble, right? No. Oh, okay. I mean, they're probably just like, come on, bro. <laughs> you fucked up. I mean, no, but that's like, yeah, that, it's that's like, like one of those infamous things everybody talks it's about. It's so crazy. Um, now there are a few, you know. Obviously, it's. It's inspired by true events, but it's not 100% accurate. And, like, I think, uh, you know, they try to be clear about that up front. So there are some changes to the story. Um, one of the things is while the movie makes it seem like uh, Carrie Von Eric lost his foot the night he won the NWA title from Ric Flair, in actuality, there was a two-year gap. He won the title in May of 1984, and the motorcycle accident that resulted in amputation was in 1986. Yeah. Um, another one in real life, Kevin never paused posthumously, got a uh, postcard from David that read, I miss you, brother. The director and writer explained this change to the Von Eric story during an interview with USA Today. He said, the idea of David not having a note, but having uh, some, written something to create symmetry between the brothers felt important. So that's a bit of, you know, Hollywood manipulation there um, yeah. to tug at your heartstrings a little bit more. And then another thing is that, that the curse wasn't just limited to the brothers 
right? It was also limited to their extended family. One of the final significant changes to the Von Erich's family story in the film was removing David's infant daughter's death. In real life, David and his wife Candy had a daughter named Natasha who died of SIDS at 13 weeks old. Yeah, man. Yeah, that sucks. That's, that's tough. That's tough. That's like, that's why when Zach, I don't know if Zach everyone's you know, uh, Kevin Von Eric really changed his kids' na- last names, but I get it. I would do that shit. Yeah. 100%. Well, no, no uh, but they, they say that that was the reason that that they got cursed. You know, yeah, it was about the grand, what was it, the grandmother or something? Yeah, yeah. Some type yeah. of history with it, but it's like, didn't stop calling y'all stuff the Von Eric, go back to your original name. But that's yeah. the brand. That was the brand that yeah. Dad created at mm-hmm. that point. Also, by the way, um, need to shout out Holt uh, McCallie, who played uh, the father. Yeah. Uh, apparently, he's really good at Mindhunter. I've never watched that Netflix series, but everyone always said it's really good um, yeah. by David Fincher. But really good in this. Really kind of scary yeah. and intimidating. And apparently, this is like the Disney version of how that guy was. Yeah. yeah. Apparently, he was far, far worse. Well, I mean, he... I, I, I'm pretty sure he was a very intimidating guy. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I'm sure. You know, fuck it. Well, I mean, he, well, he was huge. If you if you, if you look at Jack uh, Fritz von Erickson, he was, you know, a big motherfucker. Mm. And you know, from Texas, you know, and yeah. for these guys, wrestling was life. You know what I'm saying? And I know, like, I think... Uh, well, I... I <clears throat> The movie kind like of paints kill? it. Yeah, I know. Uh, the movie pi- kind of paints it that like he never got his championship, but he did. So he had he did uh, hold um, you know the championship. But I guess maybe it's just the fact is he never got to the the place that he wanted to be. Mm. You know what I'm saying to be that you know the, that you know that huge you know the star star. But he was also you know he played in the NFL. You know, so you know he was. You know, yeah, he's a bad motherfucker. I guess so. I guess so. Now, I'm trying to read real quick about the conspiracies um, regarding David's mysterious death. Um, trying to, like, read. Uh, he was found in a hotel room. Ruptured intestines. What the fuck was yeah. he eating? Or was it the drugs? Like, Jesus Christ. Well, I mean, but th- that's the thing. It's like... And again, I, I'm speculating. I'm I'm speculating. Yeah. But you know, if if he was uh using um you know like some of these painkillers and things like that, that does have a fucking uh, Yeah, it probably thins out your intestinal lining and shit. Yeah, like it, that could have, you know, done something to his intestines and then like, you know, could have caused an infection which then, you know, caused a rupture or something like that. Like like it's very possible, but again, that's just me speculating. Or, you know, then there's the whole thing. It was like, you know, he may have been murdered. But, yeah. you know, you know, in Japan, you know, you fucking around in Japan you and you fuck with the wrong person, the Yakuza and stuff like that. Like, so obviously everybody knows the UFC. There's a pride FC that that was basically the Japanese and they were openly run by the Yakuza. Yeah. And if you listen to old fighters talk about the way that pride was and things like that. Yeah, there was some wild shit going on in Japan at that time, especially entertainment, because the Yakuza had their hand in everything. And Japan, they take wrestling far more serious than we do over here. Yeah, I mean, you fucking around the Yakuza, yeah, you'll get a ruptured intestine because they slice it out with one of their fucking knives. Mm Mm-hmm. Yep. (laughs) You can't. (laughs) (laughs) Another uh, conspiracy um, is that uh, the Bruiser Bruiser Brody, who apparently was Von Erich's longtime friend, um, removed evidence of drug-related paraphernalia from the hotel room and they're saying it might've been a drug overdose, but they're like saying it was like a more medical health issue. Yeah. So who knows? I mean, those brothers clearly were fucked up. That's the thing is like, you know, Tati, Tati was very much like, this is all the fucking parents fault. Like it's one thing to have one kid that maybe has suicidal ideation or goes through a really tough time. But when you have like four Plus, <laughs> she's like, that's that's the upbringing. That's like trauma. That's upbringing. That's environment. That's a lot of things that you can kind of point to common denominators. And I know a lot of people are like, don't blame the parents. Don't blame the parents. The mom, played by Mario uh, Thierry, is pretty 
removed. She doesn't really push back against the dad, um, but she's also not very subservient. It's it's weird. Like, but she doesn't ruffle feathers. Uh, that's the whole thing. She's like, I don't. I let the men do what they do. I don't really, you know, interject at all. Like, I'm just here, right? Yeah. I'm not but, saying you know, this is also like you know, the fucking you know what was this seventies uh, to eighties, yeah, seventies and like you know the. You know, women had a different uh, uh, place in the household, in yeah. some household, especially in the middle of nowhere in Texas. Yeah. Um, but it just, it's just very much like, obviously, the father. I mean, the father, straight up, one of the first things we see him is, like, he he breaks down his sons in order that he likes them. Yeah. He said, <laughs> like, everybody knows that such and such is my favorite. But then, you know, sort of that. And, yeah, it's know, like, the Chris is the favorite. Chris is the favorite. Carrie is the second. Yeah, my order will and then it comes. To, and then it comes to you. But the order can always, like, the rankings can always change. And it's funny because Paula was watching this with me, and she goes, she's like, that's a terrible thing to say. And I was like, yeah, yeah it's a terrible thing to say. And I said, but, you know, for some kids, that may work for them. It's not healthy at all. Yeah. Some, But some people may be, you know, fueled by some shit like that she goes don't say it to everybody i said paula i have siblings it's like i know that that's not the right thing to say i was like absolutely not like like i know full well that that is pure toxic fucking toxicity that you're inserting into your family for sure man i mean like that's that's such a crazy and that's the morning that's how they're they're eating breakfast (laughs) (laughs) that's how we're starting the day dad telling us who likes who he likes the most Hey, hey, nigga, number five. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey there, son, number six. Mind you, you're after the dead one. Uh, Bro, do you know how <laughs> fucked up that is? Imagine that's how you start the day, and then by the end of the night before he goes to bed, he's like, now, by the way, I wanted to let y'all know the rankings have changed. <laughs> like, <laughs> good night now. <laughs> like, that's, and he just started over again. It's, that's, the dad's insane. If he really said some shit like that, which I'm pretty sure he probably did, if not worse, oh, God forbid one of them bring a black woman home. <laughs> well, you know what? I think what's what's even, you know, it's not even saying it, but almost leaving it implied. And I think that's you know, so like, you know, you have to be very careful. You have to be very careful to make sh- sure your kids know that, hey, I love all you guys equally. And it's like even it's like, like, oh, this one did this awesome thing. It's like that's just different. But you have awesome things that you do uh, as well. And it's like it's a very slippery slope, bro. It's a very oh, slippery, yeah. like you got to be fucking careful. Got it. Like even saying, "Hey, do this. Why don't Why don't you be like your brother?" Well, you mean like my brother? You saying my brother's better than me? Because that's how. Because I mean, I remember like you know, my dad would say something to me. I was just like, "This little, this motherfucker thinks I, I hate my brother." <laughs> he man, now listen, listen, listen. Well, did he do that on purpose, or he just like absentmindedly would do that? No, no, absentmindedly. He didn't think about that shit. Yeah, that's that's even worse actually. Because yeah. you don't even. Because then when you get confronted, if ever, by your kids down the line, and like, remember you used to do this shit? Be like, I don't remember. What are you talking? It was a Thursday. Like, what are you talking about? I remember. <laughs> yeah, that's my biggest fear. Is like, I do stuff that I think is fine, and then my kids like later down the line, like, Dad, you know that was real fucked up. And I'm yeah, like, it's like, what are you talking about? Like, that was my favorite like, part of the day. <laughs> My favorite part of the day was tickling you till you peed yourself. What's the problem? Oh, God, I've done that a few times. Have you tickled your kids so much they peed themselves? Yeah. Oh, no. Yeah. Didn't, didn't mean to do it. <laughs> but, you know, you, you don't know when they're going to sprinkle. <laughs> <laughs> Did they say, Daddy, Daddy, stop. I'm going to pee myself. Um no 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 it you, just happened. You look like you had to think about it though. You're like, no, you're like, uh, no, 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 it's because <laughs> one time I'm sitting like you know holding him over the head and tickling and yada yada yeah. yada. Oh yeah, he peed on you, right? Right, in my damn mouth. <laughs> right, in my fucking mouth. I was very upset, but That's I did it to myself. Works. Yeah, exactly, exactly. I'm just like, what the what's wet? Ah! <laughs> ah! Help me, help me, get this dirty child away. That's the problem too. You can't even be mad. You're like, you're my kid. I can't. Exactly. I no, no, no. I can be mad, but I can't be mad at the child. Yeah. I have to be mad at myself for putting me in this situation. Yeah. Mo drone and chat said, at least you didn't throw the baby. That would have been fucking, well, yeah, that would have been a problem. God damn it. And spike him into the ground. Yeah. This isn't all I have. I want is you part two. 
<laughs> By the way, everybody, go to Why Patreon, patreon.com slash media popcorn. Listen to our recent reviews on these 2B movies. Fucking nuts. Yeah. Yeah. Two part yeah. for no goddamn reason. They each were an hour. Just put them together, nigga. Yeah. Anyways. <laughs> um, Make it we, a Marvel movie. We did get some Patriot thoughts, and they're pretty long, too. So buckle in. And uh, folks, remember, if you sign up at Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn, you are guaranteed to have your thoughts and reviews of the films we're covering right on those specific episodes. So first up is Nicole Orgeshring. Uh Apologies if I butchered your last name, which I likely did. did. The movie was depressing as fuck. I didn't look at the actual story before watching it. I assumed one brother died, but not all of them except one. Can we give Zac Efron some credit? He has come a long way from the Disney Channel. The boy can act. I rarely cry in movies, but this movie gave me all the feels. My husband doesn't care, Zac Efron even said. My husband, who doesn't even care, Zac Efron even said, wow, I didn't know he could actually act. Okay. I get what they were trying to say. The mother was annoying. Like, she was really about that. My husband is in charge of raising the boys, and I won't interfere, and God will work it out. As a parent, this movie reminded me that our kids are not supposed to live our, out our, our dreams. Forcing that on your kid will have damaging effects one way or another. I know someone who went to medical school and became a doctor because that was their father's failed dream. He hated it. When his father died, he quit being a doctor to be an accountant. He said he always wanted to be one. Now he works for IRS, happy and no longer worry about pleasing his father. I mean, that's a beautiful story, but goddamn, if you went from being adopted to an accountant, who I don't want to know what your Friday night is like. But um, all all good to you, brother. All good. I always love that. Pursue your dream. Do what you want to do. I'm in a boat right now where I'm about to be like, you know what? Fuck it. We might be poor, but at least I'm gonna be doing stuff that makes me happy. There you go. Mm-hmm. There you go. Just gotta make sure the mortgage gets paid. It could be dark in here. On his <laughs> All I need is light. That's why y'all need to sign up for Patreon at patreon.com slash media popcorn. Help me keep the lights on. <laughs> My lights are off, nigga. I'm broke, nigga. I'm broke. Uh, then Yo Leo wrote, the boy Yak Efron was jacked as fuck for this. As a Jew said, I, whoa. As a Jew said, I appreciate the effort. And wonder how many cycles of trend it took for him to get his build. What's trend? Is that the protein powder? No, I, I is that steroids? I, I, yeah. Oh shit. You be confirmed in chat. She said steroids. Woo chat. Is that protein powder? <laughs> no. Protein You'll go in cycles of protein powder. I'm like, you <laughs> Jesus Christ. Woo. All right. Um, oh, is that the protein powder? <laughs> As a producer, uh. <laughs> okay. Um, they said, uh, I wish they would have sourced a better Ric Flair. Um, yeah, I would yeah, say, yeah, yeah. I would say they could have cherry picked a better actor that was actually a professional wrestler to run the role so that he could actually at least look the part. I enjoyed the tribute to the Texas Legends, having a tears to the ending, large popcorn. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's our Patriot uh, thoughts on the Iron Claw. Remember, again, it's time for Patreon at patreon.com slash medium popcorn. It helps the show, and it helps keep the lights on. Mm-hmm. Justin, break down our rating system, baby. Stop calling me, baby. So, guys, you know how we do it. We rate movies back to popcorn. Small, medium, large, and the XL40 exceptional. If a film doesn't deserve any popcorn, we throw it into the dog shit pile. We pile piles and piles of dog shit atop of it. So, Brandon, we sat down. We watched the 2023 film The Iron Claw, a film, a harrowing story of the Von Erich uh, family, mm-hmm. um, uh, starring Zach Efron, Jeremy Allen White, Harris Dickerson, Maura uh, T- Tierney. Tierney? Tierney. Uh, Tierney. Uh, it all works. Yeah, uh, McCallany and Lily James. Uh, what say you, sir? Yeah, this gets a large. This gets a large. It very much surprised me with how powerful it was. The family dynamic, I really bought the relationship with the brothers. I think mostly because the dad was so despicable that you're like, yeah, I can see why these brothers are close. Because it's like, we got to get through this shit together, yo. Like, oh, each other. Yeah. Um, and again, I thought Zach Afron... Uh, did really well in a in a weaker in a weaker year. He might have actually had a shot at a nomination, but the the best actor category is just too stacked this year. It's fucking insane. Like mm-hmm. you know, we're yeah, it's crazy. Um, but yeah, nonetheless, he did a really fantastic job. A twenty four. They're fucking. They're at least doing something original. They're doing something different. Like, and that's what's so weird about. I wish the big studios would really take a note of this because every time, I, and I don't have to love it. 
But every time I see A24 logo, I know I'm going to get something I probably haven't seen before or something that's at least fresh. Yeah. And that's that's worth something. That's worth the price of admission these days. And you know what? On top of that, A24, they're more, more than likely most of the time making their money back. Oh, yeah, yeah. Their budgets are very reasonable. Yeah, they're not taking huge uh, busts on their luggage, uh, the luggage, uh, on their um, fucking why well, can't uh, on their budgets and yeah. shit like that. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, it, it's very admirable the way they're how how tight that they're running uh, uh, their films. Yep. Tight like a tiger. Justin, what's your rating? Tight like a tiger, actually. Uh, yeah, I'm gonna give this a large as well. Like, I really enjoyed this film. Um, you know, knowing a little bit more, you know, about the wrestling, yeah, I, I, there's a lot of like little things I appreciate, you know, you know, about the business that was kind of put out in there, but just the story of this family, which like, I really, you know, I, I didn't know too, too much uh, about them. Mm-hmm. I really, uh, I I'd say about like maybe two months ago. I just some something just spawned me into reading up, you know, uh, about them and learning more about them. And it was just, you know, so I just this story was very fresh for me. Yeah. And like they really hit a lot of like the, the things that, that I learned prior. And it's like it brought it to screen. I think they did a really great job with it. OK. And and again, like you said, Zach Efron did an amazing job with this. And he's he's really turned. He's kind of like turning the corner, and he's he's like just doing really solid work, for sure. He definitely did. Um, yeah, that's he our. In the chat, he's more than a pretty face. That's right. Yeah, now he's a protein face. That's what he is. But I kept thinking about protein, and like you know, when dudes like you go to the gym, they drink a bro, they eat the drink of protein, eat the protein farts. The, yeah, yeah, it's so gross, man. Because I knew a bunch of dudes in college have been doing the protein, and their farts are horrendous, man. I'm like, what good is it? What good is it to be that ripped and you want to fuck, but all you gonna be doing is fucking and farting, fucking and farting protein farts. So, folks, you know, as always, you can follow me at Brodo underscore Blackens on all the social medias, uh, particularly threads and Instagram. That's where I be at these days. Don't really fuck with X. Um, And if you were in the New York area, I am bringing back the Drunk Black History Show, guest hosted by Charles McBee on Saturday, February 10th at Caveat at 7 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. We have in-person and live stream tickets. Um, It's going to be a really great show, and I finally just get to focus on producing an amazing show for you all. So you can get tickets for that at DrunkBlackHistory.com. And as always, you can follow the show at Medium P Podcast and all the social media platforms. Be sure to go to YouTube.com slash Medium P Podcast. Push that subscribe button so you get alerted about all future reviews and celebrity interviews we have over there. And Justin, if you want to support the show financially as well as follow you, what can they do, my brother? First of all, guys, you can follow me at JBrownDidIt on the socials, but you can also support this show on Patreon. Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn. We have $2, $5, $10, and $15 packages. So if you love the show, you want to get the backlog episodes, you want to get bonus episodes, bonus shows, Patreon is where it's at. Again, it's Patreon.com slash Medium Popcorn. And please leave us a voicemail, 347-508-0978. We'd love to hear from you and what you think about some of the films that we're doing, the content that we're putting out, or if you just want to just, you know, speak your piece. Come on, baby. It's the hot, hit the hotline. Three four seven five zero eight zero nine seven eight. That's right. Clap it up, spit it out. It's a holiday. I didn't mean to say spit it out. <laughs> I didn't mean to say spit it out. But I guess if you're doing the juice, spit it out. Just do it naturally, y'all. You don't need it. Also, Colin <laughs> Wojo asks, "Have you ever even been swallowed? What? <laughs> Have you ever been swallowed?" That, that's that, I mean, you said yeah. don't swallow it. Dude. Like you want to get swallowed. Yeah. I don't know what we're doing. This is uncomfortable. <laughs> I don't. We're just staring at each other. <laughs> you just you end it with like I don't know. I don't. This is such a weird. <laughs> You're right. Does he mean swole? <laughs> no, I think he meant swallowed. <laughs> <laughs> I've never been swole. But I have been swallowed. Anyways, folks, this is another medium popcorn episode. We'll talk to you all soon. <laughs> Heaven help us. <laughs> we'll talk to you all soon. Peace. Medium popcorn. We are too near.
You haven't seen it, well, we're gonna spoil it. Spoil it in your face. That's your warning. Uh. So if you get pisses or you're 